0: Welcome to episode five of the TCCG Roundtable. We're your hosts, Dragon Rider and Itachi, and not joined by anyone this week. So, uh, yeah, we, I'm a we little had... weary
1: about that.
0: <laughs> it's all good because that's okay. Uh, you're only are you are you only weary because I uh, told you I had a surprise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yep. the> topic. <laughs> I'm terrified
0: yes so yeah unfortunately the guests that we did have uh had a little bit of uh some sick family so you know that happens and uh, hopefully we'll get them on in the future but uh that means I came up with a topic and I haven't even told Itachi what it is yet I have completely left it as a surprise. <laughs>
1: Yep. That's what uh, makes me so nervous,
0: man. Oh, I'm so excited. That's going to be fun. So, you know, that means that since we don't have a guest, uh, we can't really do a guest uh, little interview or anything. But mm-hmm. I did kind of just want to plug because I've spent the last, what is today, Friday? I've spent the last mm-hmm. like three and a half days working on this project and uh, putting out a video. Um, but I did... So we're going to kind of talk about it a little bit in the news, but um, Hearthstone okay. announced a new class with yes. Death Knights. And with Death Knights, they have runes, like three different mm-hmm. kinds of runes. And it's kind of going to change the way the decks are built in Hearthstone for the Death Knight class. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, I don't know why, I just, I love the concept. I I was like, this seems really, really cool. And so I thought, what if every class had runes and had Mm -hmm. a deck building system like that and i was like i want to make this happen like you know kind of even my own interpretation of it and so yeah i created kind of my own runes like i created nine additional runes on top of the three that they announced uh, split them up across the 10 classes and uh and then i went through and i picked so each each class has three, like different runes, three specializations. Three runes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you know there's some overlap, but none of them have the same three. And and uh, then I went through and I said, okay, what are some cards that might fit into these that already exist? And like, what kind mm-hmm. of rune? You know, how many runes would they have? And then for each of the ten classes, I also created an entirely brand new custom card. Uh, as yeah. well on top of oh, that
1: that's so, it was
0: yeah it was a whole like a detailed thing so i started with like the runes i broke it down into the classes and separated them and then went through and was like okay what cards would these fit in and you know made them into like graphics so showed what they would like each card would look like with the actual rune thing under the mana symbol created my own cards recorded the video <laughs> did the editing on it and uh, and published that so Uh, It was, yeah. Thank you. It was the first time I've ever done anything like that too. Like I've never done custom cards or like design type stuff like that. So oh
1: yeah, it was it was fun. Fun note: I created an entire expansion, um, 135 cards. Oh my gosh! And I, I'm not very artistic, so a lot of the art I just like took off Google or whatever. Yeah. So a lot of the cards still have no art, but I <laughs> I did do an entire expansion once and it, I thought it was a pretty good expansion. Some of the cards that I designed ended up in the actual expansion um, as real cards, obviously with different names, but there was a lot of very right. close similarities. Not that I released all of these cards, but some of them I had released um, on my Twitter and that was a pretty cool experience to just see what the development of cards looked like and then to look and see like, when I looked back at the cards that I created thinking about it, they would have been absurdly broken. They would have, some of those cards would have been ridiculous. So that was neat. Yes.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I kind of did that. And I think some of my cards, I kind of purposely made powerful, but right. I think the difference is that. And one thing I kind of learned from this experience, uh, the way the runes work, I think actually does hugely, hugely impact the way that, some of the cards got designed because um, yeah. some of them I thought, hey, this is really powerful. Uh, so I'm actually going to put it at like a triple rune. Uh, yeah, so, of course. It, you know, you would have to like only use that, you know, that specialization or whatever that type it's, of rune in your deck to get that powerful effect. And, it's the uh, you mana know, the- biscuit
1: with no front loading. It's the, the <laughs> yeah. spell. That card is insane. I saw that guy, I was like, oh my God refresh two mana crystals that's insane
0: yeah but it was like it was really cool because then it's like you can kind of change the way that cards are designed by adding in that additional layer Mm -hmm. you know and and some of the cards that was like do i want this at five mana or six mana and then it's like well let's put it at six mana but only like two rune requirement or like let's put it at Mm -hmm. five but i'm gonna make it three so it's like also a different way to balance the cards too which uh I, I thought it could be really interesting because it just it completely changed the way that i think some of the cards could be designed so um, it was uh i don't know it was like a really cool experience and like i said i've never i've never designed cards or done anything like that like i've never been into uh custom cards i know a lot of like there's a whole community that does that and a lot of people that mm-hmm. do that. but i was just so inspired by the rune system it was like what if they all had that <laughs> and and did that and it was it was a lot of fun.
1: So I think the rune system like proposes an interesting concept on deck building and I think it proposes an interesting concept in terms of card creation as well because what can you do if you think about the things that are in the game now a lot of the interactions that are possible are possible because there's not such a restrictive mechanic. Um, And if there's that restrictive mechanic where you have to have two of this rune for this broken card, but also two of this rune for this broken card, and they're not the same, then those interactions can just not exist. And balancing a card now doesn't have to change the functionality of a card. You can just swap a rune, and now the card's balanced because the interaction's no longer possible. So that's very, very cool conceptually, whereas like a one rune card might become a two rune card just because of balance issues. And I think that's a dope way to balance a class personally.
0: Oh, I, that, that was the same with me. And that's why when it was announced, I was like, so inspired. It was like, Oh my gosh, I want to do like this whole thing. And then of course, you know, my thought was, I don't want one of like the really big creators who get, you know, Fifty to hundred thousand views on their videos, you know, like the first day they publish. Like, I don't want one of them to do this idea first. So that's why I was like,
1: I was like, I need to get
0: this done. Yeah, do it now. (laughs) Yeah, it was a
1: fantastic Uh, idea. I can't wait to watch it.
0: Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. I I thought that was was really cool. Um, yeah, (laughs) go God chat. Yeah, this would have been a fun topic idea altogether. That would be. We could probably use that kind of idea and talk about like uh, game design and balance and changing things like that in uh, in another topic. I like that. For sure. But um, okay, well, let's uh, let's jump into the news and then I'll uh, we'll talk about that stuff because yeah, some of the biggest news uh, Hearthstone. We talked about last week that they had kind of this you know sneak peek type of. Uh, patch notes you know they kind of were letting us know a little bit of the stuff and then of course they teased that there would be a a set announcement oh boy there was a lot there was a lot that was (laughs) (laughs) they didn't just like announce the expansion they were like here's like these 80 million things uh you know which we're not gonna dive like super deep into all of them but we will talk about some of them here so obviously they announced the next expansion which is March of the Lich King. It is coming out December 6th. And along with it, it is bringing a new playable class, Death Knights, that also have runes that create a unique deck building style, which we kind of were just talking about. Uh, new, A new minion type, which I feel like for standard, we haven't seen a new minion type in quite a while. I know Battlegrounds kind of has brought some in.
1: We but... saw Naga. Be rich released in standard as well right nagas now how long ago was that that was relatively new it came along uh with the battlegrounds patch i believe that that was last year i don't know (laughs) is it maybe it was but whenever naga priest became a thing because like i think naga priest became a thing right at that same time i think that's when they released that set um i think they did all that i think it was this year
0: this year has felt like 30 years. I'm not gonna it lie. Has,
1: wh- <laughs> why has it felt so long?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I was actually when I was working on our show notes and getting some of the stuff together, I went, did we we had a show last week? That feels like. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a month, a month ago. ago. Like yeah, it it, does. This, this last week there's been so many things happening, and and last weekend I mean we're gonna talk about the compl- competitive and organized play. Oh, I see I'm so excited. I'm just like I'm talking so fast. <laughs> 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 uh, last weekend there was like all sorts of tournaments and things happening Tons. all at once, and it, and then all these announcements for multiple card games, all this stuff, and it's just like it's been a whirlwind. Yep. Uh, so. You know then I don't know it's just it's felt like so long but yeah they they announced the new minion type which is undead and they announced Good. dual type minions which I'm super hyped about that is nice I like
1: that I'm hyped about that
0: okay they also announced uh a neutral spell first time ever in hearthstone neutral spell uh, it's a legendary spell and it's actually the card that everyone gets for free for logging in. <laughs> Uh, you know, kind of to hype up this new expansion. But uh, I'm sure there's probably going to be more in the future if mm-hmm. they're if they're finally doing this. But that's uh, a first.
1: I like that. I like the neutral spell. Isn't it Into the Sunwell? I think it's the name of the card or something yeah. to that effect, which is essentially like Into invocation Sunwell. for mage, except for any class now. Um, mm-hmm. Nine mana, cost one less for each card you have in your hand, right? And yes. it adds just like random yep. spells to your hand. They don't disappear though. That's so cool. So it's like it's this huge refill yeah. mechanic, and it seems like it's really good at four, like four cards in hand because you pay five mana and you get a handful of spells that just don't go away. I think that's really good.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. I'm uh, I don't think I've seen anybody playing with it yet, but we'll see.
1: <laughs> I'm definitely. Gonna, uh, I haven't booted up a game of Hearthstone yet, but like four mana for draw five is kind of good. I, I think that's good.
0: Ah, uh, you're you're uh, you're too addicted to Marvel Snap over there.
1: <laughs> what can I say? I like playing games where I am clearly favored every time I click play. Uh...
0: <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, you know I believe it though. You're like too good. I've been playing and I'm like I suck at this game. <laughs> I'm
1: I, so caught, it, I at caught it. A- I caught a hard suck when I started experimenting because I wanted to like build something different. And then I was like, yeah. you know what? These decks are the best decks for a reason. So I, was, I went back to playing the best decks and then I started climbing again. But I don't play as much as I played the first couple of days, but so I haven't yeah. like gained a ton of ranks. And I win like one cube, but everyone retreats so early. So like <laughs> Every I'm like winning one and two cubes. for I can't get anybody to... I can't swindle anyone for eight cubes. I just, it just hasn't happened in a no long No
0: cubes time. for you.
1: <laughs> no cubes for me.
0: Well, okay. You mentioned uh, it being new. Well, how about uh, something else that's new? They also... Hearthstone. I'll, I'll just you know bring us back to where we're at. Hearthstone. Still in that. Uh, they also announced signature cards, which <laughs> um, are... They're very interesting. Uh, they're not necessarily full art, but I, that's kind of the direction that they're moving in. You see more of the art than a typical Hearthstone card, um, but it's it's not necessarily as full art as like the Magic card like full mm-hmm. arts uh, have been. So it's kind of like an in between, um, but it is new to Hearthstone and. Um, <laughs> They're very like specialized, they're only going to be launching or like releasing 18 of them with the upcoming expansion, so it's not every single card is going to have one of these. Um, and it doesn't change anything about the card, it's just the actual like the visual the art aspect. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. How, do you, how did you feel about the uh, the signature cards?
1: I think that that's insane. Like, I think that it looks awesome. Um, same with the 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 hero portraits like the animated hero portraits oh
0: that's right yeah legendary is so, what they're calling them the legendary hero, yeah, yeah.
1: legendary hero portraits they look in i cannot wait to play the lich king that's like i think it's arthas is the one that's being released the arthas lich king and um the the visual for yeah. that looks really insane like it looks very very good
0: Yeah, it's really cool. And it's like, like you said, fully animated too. So uh, there was an interview over on uh, the Angry Chicken podcast and Celestalon joined. I was talking about the signature cards and also a little bit about that legendary hero skin. I mean, this is like fully animated Mm -hmm. differently for everything that happens. Like when you attack with your hero, there's yeah. a separate animation. When He's you like, get going with attacked, the hand out, like... <laughs> yeah, when you get attacked, there's a different animation. For each yeah. emote you use, there's a different like very fully animated, uh, yeah, which is I the first time it. they've I done
1: that.
0: Yeah. yeah, a lot of firsts, a lot of firsts with these announcements. Uh, mm-hmm. The first time they're doing a neutral spell, uh, first time they're doing this different system for the deck building, for a class, uh, the first time they're releasing these signature cards, first time for this legendary hero. And that's not even all. Because you know what else? They also, not only did they make all these announcements for what's coming, they also released a patch, that patch 24.6. And with that, they also... Uh, implemented and announced the new event tab and Mm -hmm. event like UI in the game, which uh, yeah, first time for this. So event stuff is all separated. I think some of the other games are already kind of doing that. I would say immediately right now, what comes to mind because it's the most like fresh is Marvel snap. They have their own, like, you know, an event that's going on is like, it's, it's its own thing. You go Mm -hmm. to its own page Um, with Hearthstone. There was not really anything that indicated that there was an event. Um, You got like a legendary quest or like, you know, an event related quest. But it was just kind of put in with your ordinary daily quests and wasn't really separate. Now it's its own thing. It's very special. They added, uh, you know, some of those cosmetic rewards that you can earn from completing these special event quests. Like it's 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 its own whole full thing. Mm -hmm. Super cool. I love that. They also, <laughs> that's not even it,
1: There's so stuff.
0: many things. Uh, they also released a bunch of, with that patch 24.6, uh, released a ton of Battlegrounds changes and changes to Mercenaries. Uh, I honestly, because of everything else, I really I haven't gotten to dive into any of that stuff myself yet. But there was a ton of changes with that stuff. Still, have you gotten to like look through that or or try Battlegrounds or look at the I mercenary stuff?
1: Seen some of the changes, but I haven't got to like play Battlegrounds yet. Um, I've been playing like other stuff. So eventually, once I jump back into Hearthstone, um, I'm gonna be like full fledged. I was kind of waiting to play more like like i played kft (laughs) i know what resurrect priest does like i don't (laughs) i don't need to i don't need to play any more of that um so i'm really really waiting on the new patch i really want to play death Knight like really bad i'd love to play it now but
0: yeah yeah and then that was kind of the i guess the final i don't know there's probably even more the other thing that they did was with this patch they also uh yeah, they also said, hey, remember that uh, Knights of the Frozen Throne expansion that came out years and years ago? Well, that is now in standard part of the core set. And all of those cards from that expansion are available to everyone for free right now for the next month until the new expansion launches. So, yeah, they announced like so many things uh, and things changed very, very quickly. It's been a mm-hmm. nutty. <laughs> Like I expected some some cool stuff but I did not expect all of that.
1: I was expecting just like a new set release. I was expecting um I was expecting something to get re-released. I was expecting the Death Knights mm-hmm. to get re-released. I wasn't expecting the class necessarily. I thought that was just a rumor. I thought that the Death Knights were going to come back for the Hollowed End event and then that was going to be it really.
0: Mm. Yeah, there there was definitely a lot of like rumors and stuff going around. It seemed like it was a legitimate uh, kind of rumor though. It sounded like it had been like data mined, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I'm always skeptical when, when things Same. aren't like officially announced. So I'm like, eh, I don't know yet. Or, or yeah, like you said, people can take some of that stuff out of context and then, yeah, maybe it's just, maybe it's not a whole new class. It's just a temporary thing or you know something. So I'm always hesitant with that, but yeah, they announced it, uh, which is, even if i had thought okay the new class like yeah. i didn't expect the whole room system and all of that yeah, stuff either
1: definitely. So. Have... <laughs> yeah. and also what's weird is amaz had a video apparently from years ago where he created a death knight class that had that i'm pretty sure that same hero power so that's interesting mm-hmm. i don't know the, the full t behind that but like he definitely had a video from way back when where he like created his own death Knight class as a part. Of, I don't know if he created it or if he was reviewing someone else's creation, but interesting to go back and see that I didn't go watch the video, but I saw screenshots from it and it is an older video.
0: Oh yeah. It, that was from like 2014, I think so very, mm-hmm. very old. Um, which, you know, even if it was like a custom thing, y- even you said you created your own, you know, custom mm-hmm. set and then you had cards, you know, that ended up being very similar. So, um, You know, definitely not unheard of. I know that they actually do have some, like, really strict rules for for the employees and, like, especially the, the, you know, people who are on the design team and stuff that they, like, are not allowed to even look at any of that stuff. Like, like, for the thing that I posted, I Mm -hmm. think they could probably lose their job I think is how serious it is like if they even watched my YouTube video on on me creating my own system because Mm -hmm. of potential lawsuits and that kind of stuff of of taking people's you know intellectual property so um I'm sure that's not exclusive to Blizzard I'm sure that's probably you know every company and all, all of the card games but um yeah very interesting and and I think just a lot of us too we have a lot of very similar ideas. We, you know, many of us who have been playing games and and card games in particular for a long time, we're probably gonna end up having some pretty similar thoughts, just like on mm-hmm. our own independently. So I'm not really surprised that somebody did that and came up with the same thing or or something even eerily similar. Not
1: yeah, really same. Surprised. No, no, no. Yeah, you definitely once you play the game for so long you start to imagine how things would feel like if they were like oh if this card was created it would really be really good so like it makes a lot of sense
0: well a uh, couple other news things here we had uh flesh and blood the flesh and blood tcg uh, also announced a new expansion uh it is their next booster set coming out november 11th which uh, is a week from today as we're recording this. And uh, also the day before my birthday. Next week oh, it's my birthday. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, but uh, so they announced that and uh, Dynasty, It's they specifically said is designed to expand the constructed play uh, with new support for all existing classes, the introduction of a brand new class as well. So I don't know what's going on with card games. But... Everybody's classes. <laughs> Everybody's, you know, announcing expansions and new classes. And then also this thing called Relics of War, a collection of Marvel weapons and equipment to proudly display in your own trophy room. Uh, the set is called Dynasty. So it's, uh, you play as like, I guess, he plays like this emperor and it's kind of, you know, running your your dynasty and you have this trophy room um i was looking at the article uh we'll have that linked for you but in the article it was showing um marvel card facing versus like their typical card facing um and kind of the way that i looked at it it the marvel card facing looks very similar to like full art type of styles in in other games so you're
1: everybody um, releasing
0: full art that's it. Well, you know, and if if they're paying these artists and people love the art, and yeah, especially, definitely. you know, when art makes the card so recognizable or distinguish you know from card game to card game, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and there's also a ton of for a lot of these card games, the mo the majority of the player base is more casual, right? Like people don't just play card games typically for uh, taking these cards and going in, into tournaments you know they right. play them for the experience and uh, art is a huge part of that for many people so i, I think it's great like i love that uh, okay. more of these companies are, are showing that off um, so they introduced that uh, so again that is dynasty the Flush flesh and blood uh, expansion that's going to be launching on november 11th marvel snap released a new patch I didn't even get to, like, look at this. But, yeah, it's how you've been playing it. How has the new patch felt?
1: It's not much different. They didn't, like, balance patch anything. They changed some stuff um, in terms of ways to acquire cards so that you can acquire them from random caches. Um, I think Daredevil is available in card series 3, so pool 3. Nick Fury is added to the random pool so you can get him from random sources like... uh, agent 13 which adds a random card to your hand previously you couldn't have added nick fury but now you can um it updated the functionality of Wolf Spain, which is the card a uh, wolf and also dagger they both count how many cards that you have in a, in a location when they have their own revealed effect but now it counts unrevealed cards as well well where, whereas before it did not count unrevealed cards at all it does count unrevealed cards other than that, it's mostly bug, fix- bug fixes, um, art and visual effects, general updates, um, a new feature, which is titles, um, which have been added to the rewards pool. So once you get up into the orange boxes, the collector's reserve boxes in the rewards track uh, or the collection level track, which is where you earn cards, um, you can get titles. So like uh, I think Ridiculous had a title where it was like pretending to work from home or something to, the, to that effect. <laughs> yeah, and that, so working that's really cool.
0: in quotes, working. From From (laughs) what's the title?
1: In terms of the play of the game, nothing much really changed. Um, I didn't peruse to see if they fixed the bug that caused me so many cubes, where if you played Heimdall, it would like nullify the opposing player's ongoing effects. It was so weird. I have no idea why I was doing that. Um, So, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it hopefully it fixed that. I didn't check.
0: I I feel like I saw something about that. I don't know if I saw that in the patch notes or on Twitter just because like that's where I try to find a lot of this news. Um I feel like I saw something about that though. I don't know. I don't There's, see so it. There's so many things. There's so many
1: things in here. I don't see it in the patch notes and now I'm upset.
0: <laughs> oh no.
1: Is it in the known issues, at least? There were some PC issues, known PC issues, that were kind of weird. They still are known PC issues. So, um, yeah, there are some that got fixed. But here we are.
0: And uh, I don't know. I feel like that's already a lot of news. I definitely could have missed something across some of the other games uh, for, like, specific news-related stuff. We talked last week uh, about um magic's expansion that was announced uh Mm -hmm. so that will be coming in about a week and a half from now i think it's launching in uh mtg arena on the 15th and then uh physically on the 18th if i recall correctly so uh that's you know magic's next expansion there um but I'm going to kick it over to you now, Itachi. What do we have for the competitive and organized play?
1: Yes, so we've got uh, the Magic World Championship 28 winner Nathan Stewart. Uh, he was crowned as the world champion last weekend. That was a um, fantastic showing of skill. Uh, Nathan played Grixis mid range. He was the only player in top four to play Grixis mid range. Everybody else played Esper mid range. If you're familiar with Magic, you know what that is. Um, but yeah, he was the only greatest player in top four. So he uh, lost to eventually the person he played in the finals. So he lost to um, another Esper, play- an Esper player from the U.S. He went to the loser's bracket and then won his way through the finals. Um, so he eventually beat the player that he lost to. So that's super awesome. Congratulations to Nathan Stewart, uh, 2022 Magic World Champion. It is insane as an accomplishment. Um Flesh and Blood TCG is hosting their first ever world championship this weekend in November 4th through 6th in San Jose, California. Uh, the link for that will be below. So um that's an interesting concept as well that Flesh and Blood is releasing a new set. They're having a world championship for the first time. So they're really yeah. trying to to settle their name into the um CCG/slash TCG area.
0: It's being uh it's being streamed and casted and everything as well. They have like uh like a lineup of like five, I believe five. Uh, talent for like their casting and stuff as well it's being streamed and then uh in that article that we have linked uh they have like a bunch of side events like it's a, it's a whole big event that they're hosting they've got um like some of the developers of the game and oh, like wow. some of the artists and stuff are all there to like you know chat with people and and like sign um cards and play mats and all that kind of stuff too so oh, like sick. they yeah they they're making it a huge event kind of like the the magic uh world championship right that was also aligned with magic 30 uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: events so yeah kind of flesh and blood doing something very similar that like it's it's a big whole event they've got like multiple side tournaments and all sorts of stuff going on at the same time
1: I love that. I love that because yeah. World Championships should be a massive grand-scale event, in my opinion. I, I've gone to your World Championships a couple times, and they've just been, like, this really big event where even if you're a spectator, there's tons and tons of stuff to do, people yeah. to see, like, side events and exclusive merchandise. So, that I love that. I just love that. Um, I forgot to, to put in
0: there the $300,000 prize pool, too.
1: Oh, 300 dollars for Flesh and Blood TCG Worlds. Yeah. That's a lot of moolah up for grabs. Yeah. <laughs> um, Also, Battle Spirit Saga, which is a physical card game from Bandai coming in spring 2023, announced a $1 million prize pool uh, recently. So I made the conscientious decision that I'm going to learn Battle Spirit Saga in 2023. That is not up for debate. It will 100% be a game that I learned. How about you? Are you going to learn that game?
0: Oh my god! As soon as I saw that on Twitter, I was like, One "Copy paste."s I'm like him? posting them on the Discord. I was like, "All right, who who's doing this? Uh, who's we, playing, doing this this who's really <laughs> playing this game?
1: Because we play this game. We doing it. Um, Let's go."
0: Additionally,
1: uh, yeah, that's, that's oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah.
0: just, like that's it's huge. I mean, I just said "Flesh and Blood" three hundred thousand. I mean, we've talked about some of the other ones. Uh, I think what what was the World Magic uh, the or the Magic was. 500k?
1: Magic is usually around the 500k mark. Um
0: Now, of course, those are just the World Championships. It sounds like the 1 million is, like, across all of their thing, but still, that's so much money.
1: Well, uh, Nathan specifically won $100,000, so I'm not sure what the rest of the prize pool was, but Nathan specifically won 100k in the title of World Champion, so um that is pretty nice. And And he also won with my favorite Planeswalker, which is Liliana of the Veil. So I love Liliana. BC Dubs.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Thought you should know Uh, that. Additionally, um, one piece of news is uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! had a uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Championship Series, or YCS, last weekend. And Chris LeBlanc, a friend of mine, was crowned champion of that YCS. That is his fourth YCS win. That is four majors. Very, very few people in the history of any card game have won four majors um but chris has won four ycs events so uh, almost 10 years to the day from when he won his first one so 10 years he took a couple years hiatus in the middle of that and then still came back to the game and won another event so that's insane absurd player one of the best of all time so congratulations to chris leblanc um he played sprite tier limit um so his deck list is available if you search online as well he's done a ton of deck profiles and stuff recently so that's awesome also, um, there ha- there will be a world championship for Cardfight Vanguard very soon. Um, one of my friends, his name is Noman Erfan. He is qualified for uh, that world championship as well. That's a guy I grew up with playing Yu-Gi-Oh. And uh, he switched over to Cardfight Vanguard, and now he's qualified for the world championship. And that for the second time. That'll be a second time going to Worlds. So that's an awesome accomplishment as well. I thought I'd throw that in there. So.
0: Yeah. man. sometimes after like a weekend, I'm like, I'm happy to like, get on ladder or something in, in a game and win, win a single game, <laughs> like take a couple years <laughs> off and then like go in major events. Like, Oh my
1: gosh. That's absurd to just like be like, all right, I'm gonna come back and win. And he's on pace. Like there is the no one who has won five YCS's, Yu Gi Oh championship series. Um, there's a YCS in Pasadena this weekend, uh, starting tomorrow with the new set that has been released magnificent mavens uh for oh that releases a new archetype called uh the shizu's is what me- most people call them despite that name being nowhere on the card um but it's a really broken archetype and a lot of people are saying it's going to be a tier zero format where it's going to be like the best deck and that's going to be the best deck so we'll see if the release of that stuff creates a best deck format and we'll see if chris can win back to back and also. Win a fifth YCS, so that'll be interesting to follow this weekend. I'll be checking that out for sure. Um, if I'm not mistaken, there was also a Hearthstone Masters tour last weekend, or there was the Masters uh, tour was, final. Or was yeah, that two? Weeks ago?
0: It was two weeks was ago. Weekend. Yeah, we talked about that last weekend. Uh, but I guess yeah, the this next weekend. Oh, is... yeah, no, it was
1: last week because Bunnyhopper won, right? We talked oh about it gosh. coming up. Yes. See, but it and that's past weekend.
0: The, this last week has felt like a freaking whole month. I'm telling you. Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. So there was the- Bunny
1: Hopper <laughs> won the Fall Masters Championship. Um, he beat uh, if I'm not mistaken, did he beat Habugabu in the finals?
0: Yes, yeah. Three-one, yeah. I believe.
1: Three-one to Habugabu. Um yeah. Bunny Hopper played really well, had some very fortunate outcomes, and um on, on top of being a really skilled player. So uh, congrats to Bunny Hopper for being the Fall Masters champion. Uh, solidifying, if not already, a solidified legacy in Hearthstone as one of the greatest players to ever uh, enter the tavern. So always love seeing him play. And Habagabu just had a fantastic year. That's nothing to be ashamed of. Second place is super awesome there. Um, So nothing to be ashamed of for Habagabu. Really, really awesome year for him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Habu Gabu was definitely kind of started as one of those players when he was really kind of getting into tournaments in the Masters tours. Um, I, I feel like it was kind of an underdog uh, mm-hmm. because a lot of people kind of regarded him as just a ladder grinder and, yeah, you know, a wacky I mean, what deck I, builder. Yeah, yeah, like wacky deck yeah. builder, just ladder grinder, uh, specialist, you know, kind of in, in like warrior, I think <laughs> a lot specifically. He does a lot of mm-hmm. warrior. Um, and, you know, sometimes, like, just grinding ladder in a lot of these games, you know, or or those kind of just one, you know, 1v1 matches, and then taking, especially in Hearthstone, where you just one deck, 1v1, and then mm-hmm. go to, uh, you know, a tournament system where you have to bring four different decks and know all these matchups and get a win with each of the different decks, you know, in the series, like, that's that's a huge difference. So I think for him to kind of make that shift and have the... Uh, tournament success that he has had is uh, just amazing.
1: Yeah, definitely a different translation there. And it's, um, there is something to be said about people who grind ladder because like, the rope beats a lot of people, and I know that like decision making beats a lot of people. But once you've played so many games and grinded out ladder a bunch, you know a lot of these decisions before you have to make them. So they come pretty naturally once you're in a tournament setting and the rope starts grinding. You can really dial down and figure out what you need to do and do it quickly. Um, I feel like that's a benefit of being a ladder grinder. Whereas somebody like me, I don't grind ladder at all, and so I'm making decisions on the spot. We're going to figure this out today, right now. Um, So I sometimes get beat by the rope and sometimes I think I'm so confident about something that I haven't seen an interaction because I haven't grinded enough ladder. So I think that I'm playing, you know, just fine. And then I get hit by something unexpected because I haven't ran into the interaction yet. And then that's on me for not having played enough and tested enough. So ladder grinders, uh, I see you, you're doing your thing. Uh, it's really hard to perform well in tournaments. There's a mental game that a lot, of, a lot of players don't have. A lot of Hearthstone players in general don't have. That's a different topic for a different day. But anyway, uh, <laughs> congratulations <laughs> to Habu-Gabu and Bunny Hopper for first and yes. second place, respectively. Or reverse, respectively.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think one of these days, I, I can't remember. Maybe I was... Oh, see, and I don't I don't even know. Again, this this last week has been a whole month. I don't know i can't remember if it was that we were talking about it if i was having a conversation i don't even know uh Uh, somehow i was talking to somebody we were talking about kind of the difference maybe it was when i was casting that's that's got to be what it was last weekend when i was casting um we were talking about the difference between ladder and and tournaments and like Mm -hmm. yeah i mean on ladder like and i and i've Kind of fallen into this little bit of a trap. It, it can be really easy to just stick with one deck and just be like, well, this is the mm-hmm. deck I know. But especially again, for Hearthstone, uh, the formats for tournaments are very different. So, you know, you can't just have one deck. Some games, some card games do that, right? Where you just take one deck and you have to like play a best of three with that single deck. That's what you submit. Um, that's the format. But Hearthstone mm-hmm. is a bit different. Like you have to know so many more decks and so many more matchups. Yeah. And uh yeah, it just I was thinking about that and I definitely think that that is yet another topic that we'll uh we'll have to dive into in one of these episodes.
1: 100%. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of nuances into competitive play versus like semi-competitive ladder play or casual play, which ladder for some people can be super competitive, I get. Um yeah. when you're going for a finish, but for the mass majority, obviously 90 to 99% of players, they're playing ladder for fun. you just playing casually. So when you get in yeah. that top 1%, the upper echelon, echelon uh, of players, it's like a different experience. And it can be preparation for tournaments. And it can also be a detriment to your tournament experience because you're used to these casual players. And um, one of the things that I used to pride myself on was being able to differentiate between when I sat down at a table uh, and I was playing against a casual player and I sat down against a player who was well-established and knew what they were doing. I knew that they were going to play a different game. I knew that they were going to bluff better. I knew that they were going to, you know, present a play that they might not have had. Um, So it's very interesting. That's another topic for another day. And I know that uh, a friend of mine, Chris LeBlanc, the one that I said that won the four YCS, is that's something that we could talk about for an hour. So um, we'll save that for another day.
0: And if uh, if you're listening, uh, you you can tell, right? We're we're passionate about card games, (laughs) just a little little bit. bit. Uh, well, you know what? Speaking of that, I think it's time for this uh, surprise roundtable topic. Are you ready for the Satachi?
1: I was born ready. My middle name is Cortez, but <laughs> but I'm ready. I
0: was I was waiting for the my middle name is born ready. So, well,
1: all right. You yeah, <laughs> sure, keep the people good. guessing. Sometimes you have to be nimble. You know? you know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Well, that's right. Well, I have kept you guessing because I did not tell you what I had come up with for this topic today. And I am so excited to share this with you. All right. We are going to do this live on the show because I love this. I went out and I bought this Flesh, and blood. Flesh and Blood. Okay. This is neither of us have played Flesh and Blood. I will preface that. Neither of us have played this before. I saw the, the world championship thing was happening this weekend. I tuned into the, the stream for like five or 10 minutes. And I was like, okay, we have no additional guests today. Uh, this thing is happening this weekend. I was like, all right, uh, what card store near me has this game? <laughs> and I'm going to go get this. So this is the Flesh and Blood Classic Battles. Uh, Renar versus Dorinthia, I believe is, is how you say these. Um, So these are apparently like battle ready decks. This is a uh, designed for new players. Okay. So we're going to open this on stream and we are going to work through on the back. It says, learn to play. If you at home want to follow along as well, if you, if you've never played this, uh, you can go to FABTCG.com slash learn. And uh I was looking at it just to see like what what I might need here. Uh, there is a just over six minute long a YouTube video, and then they also have some uh just like articles um, you know with with it written out. So uh we are gonna we're gonna look at this and Crack and learn those statement. That's right. I feel like I have
1: room with the podcast. <laughs>
0: I feel like I haven't opened physical cards in so long because it's all just been digital stuff for me lately. And I'm like,
1: and you want to know, I have done nothing but open physical cards for like I've got cards everywhere. I like it. I'm glad that you can't see my desk because there's so much Yu Gi Oh that's been opened uh, recently.
0: I don't even know. But again, you know, uh, so my birthday is next weekend, right? It was like I usually get a little bit of uh, birthday money and stuff, so I was like, oh, I'm just gonna preemptively, basically, Let's spend the <laughs> yeah. birthday money, and uh, get us these cards. Which I guess there's tape on these sides. This is uh, very anticlimactic.
1: I like how that Flesh and Blood set is winning in this game of we're gonna open it.
0: Oh my gosh, this, you know what? This box is just gonna end up getting ripped, and I'm so sorry, and I feel bad. Um, so. I actually, I think I titled the episode as Legend Story Time. Okay. Because again, I didn't tell you what the topic was. And I was like, if he looks at the title, I don't want us to give it away. So look on the box. It's literally Legend Story Studios. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I he's not going to know what that is. <laughs> ne-
1: literally would have never got there.
0: There we go. The pop, it's open. All okay. right.
1: You know what legend stories while you're opening the box, I'll give you a legend story time. Here's a legend of me and my first bout of success at the national level. It was 2013. I was playing the best deck in Yu-Gi-Oh! And I practiced so much for this national championship. Um, I, I just knew that I was gonna do well. And so it's round five. I'm four and one. Um, and I play against this guy named Richard kraus uh, you can, this is a feature, I get a feature match. A feature match is where they, This it's, it's kind of like having have an match, but it was before streaming. So they just typed everything uh, and oh like took gosh. pictures <laughs> and posted them. So it was a written article, essentially a caption mm. of my match. And this guy, Richard Krause is playing this off meta deck and they're like, oh, he's four and one. He's doing good. He's beating all the best decks. And like, it was like, is he going to be able to beat this guy, Dominique, who's from Birmingham, Alabama? And He's playing, you know, the best deck and blah, 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 blah. And he sets up this insane board. And I had this tech, super good tech card in that nobody else was playing. And my tech card just like ran through his entire board. I set up two owed him super quickly. And then like in the middle of the feature match, he set up another board or like second game. He set up another board and his cards were in German. And all I needed to know was if I could or could not target a card of his. And so I was like, can I read your cards? And he was like, sure, but they're in German. So he slides them across the table. And I was like, don't worry. I know the German word for targeting. And then I look. <laughs> so I look at the card. Don't see the word. I know that I can target the card. And the feature match writer was like, so you can just read German? I was like, nope, but I know that word. You can find this feature match online if you search Dominic Roberts versus Richard Krauss, Yu-Gi-Oh! or whatever. Dominic <laughs> Roberts, Nationals 2013, WCW 2013, something like that. Anyway, I tooled the sh- crap out of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and um i went on to to do very well at that nationals and i was very i was one trap card away from going to the world championship that year so oh my that gosh. is my legend story time
0: that is that is quite a story i love that okay i did manage to get this box open
1: look and, at you uh, i'm proud
0: Yeah, hey, thanks uh for anybody that is watching uh or if you're if you're listening rather uh, I have changed my camera angle, so we'll be able to see this a little bit better uh, on the video here. Uh, it looks like it came with uh, some little book here. Um,
1: oh, story time
0: Yeah, I, I was gonna say I think I have heard that this game is uh, like very heavy on the lore and and stories, um, which you know I'm I think I like magic and stuff is too. But this looks like a little uh, potential lore book. Okay, now this think is a play mat, which Ooh. I see labels on. That is helpful, yes. Legs?
1: What? Legs? Why does it say legs? What does that have to mean?
0: Legs? <laughs> Where? I'm so but confused. I don't know. We're going to find out. Oh, this thing is gigantic. Hold on. Let me unfold this.
1: Coco and chat. I would love to hear the story about why 2013 Nationals was your biggest heartbreaker. Oh, you no. will have to tell it at some point
0: heartbreaker stories no
1: it was yeah it was a heartbreaker for me too i lost oh, to a card gosh. called solemn judgment and it literally the card literally said hey dominique you don't get to go to worlds this year that's what the card said in my head
0: oh you can't see me right now but i have a very like the sad lip the sad lip is out oh. Okay, this thing is gigantic. This is much larger than I thought, and it's not this really fitting up. This game
1: <laughs> is, what is going on here? Oh, wait, is it two players, though? It's two-sided. Yes. Okay, that makes yeah. sense.
0: Yeah, so that that's why it's so large. So this uh, actually is unfolding into a dual-sided for, like, you know, set up for two players. Um, so looking at it, each side of the board has... Uh, It says combat chain. Yeah, there's head, chest, arms, and legs. Then there's a weapon. And under that it says you can attack with your weapon every turn by paying the resource cost. Your weapon returns here when the combat chain closes. Uh, There's a hero spot. Another weapon spot. An arsenal. At the end of your turn, if your arsenal is empty, you may put one card from your hand face down. You can only play cards from Arsenal. Then on the other side, there's a graveyard, deck spots, banished, and a pitch spot. Pitch cards from your hand to gain resources equal to the pitch value. At end of turn, put cards in the pitch zone on the bottom of your deck. Okay. All right. Interesting. So neither of us really know what those mean but nope. <laughs> not a clue and there are two decks in here um
1: i, I want believe... the girl
0: okay that is uh Dorinthia iron song she's got a cool card
1: i would have oh see she looks dope i would have went and bought one of these so i could have like had the cards over here and that would have been so dope <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. I should have told you about it. Do you
1: want to yeah. know? Do you want to know what I was actually doing up until like right when it was time for the podcast? I yes. can't say this too loud because I don't want my kids to hear. But there is an item. My child's birthday is coming to my youngest child. And there was an item that she wanted. And we were on the hunt. When I say this thing is so popular and all of us, like we saw it everywhere for the last few months. And she's wanted it the whole time. And all of a sudden we go today to find it and it's nowhere to be found. Every store is sold out and it's a $60 toy, but people have scalped it and are now charging like 120 bucks. And we're like, okay, this is insane. And we ended up going to like a random Walmart where it said it was out of stock anyway, but we were just like, whatever, we're going to go. And it ended up being there. So um, shout out to us. You're not like a rite of passage as a parent is being on a toy hunt whether it was Tickle Me Elmo or Nintendo Wii uh, every parent had to go on a toy hunt at some time I'm sure
0: okay so here we have the the card
1: That's just I'm going to look up I'm going to look up this Gardens. deck what's her name
0: uh Dorinthia D O R I N T H E A so yeah just kind of looking through the cards here but Uh, I will kind of read, um, and actually I'm going to pop it up on the screen as well. Um, We'll look through kind of the, on the website, the quick start rules uh, and see what this says here. All right, so on these quick start rules, uh, we recommend that both players use a hero deck and young hero cards with the quick start rules. Not sure what that means. There is some setup steps here. Uh, put your young hero card and their weapon into the arena, the play area, which uh, we saw on this kind of board, or this, you know, play mat. Um, set aside any equipment cards you have. They will not be used in the quick start game. Shuffle all other cards into your deck. Uh, you'll need to keep track of your hero's life, which is the number text. Uh, the number next to the green symbol in the bottom right corner of your hero card. Uh, So I'm not really sure if she is the hero card herself. I think that's just some art. So, uh, okay, here is the hero herself, but in the bottom corner, there is at green. And uh, next to that, this one says 20. So I guess for Dorinthia, this uh, starting life is 20. Um, you randomly decide who plays first, and then each player draws cards equal to their hero's intellect, which is the number next to the blue symbol in the other corner. And for Dorinthia, it shows four.
1: Four. Okay. I have, to, I have so, all the cards pulled up. So I'll just look at the cards for no. the deck that I have.
0: Okay. So that's kind of interesting. So... Uh, I'm, I'm really curious. you have them pulled up. are there what what's the uh, range? Can you see other like hero cards?
1: Um, what do you mean?
0: Like do you see other cards similar to this?
1: No your okay. young hero card in their weapon I just see the Dorinthia oh, silver he's prodigy
0: okay. I'm just kind of curious because that's so that's very interesting. So the uh, you're starting life based on what hero you're playing. And then the cards that you draw at the start of the game are also based on the hero. So that to me, like just this hero thing and and what you draw and stuff. uh, Very interesting. That's already kind of different from other card games.
1: Yeah. It's very different.
0: Okay. Um, So then it says after that, that's like your initial setup. Uh, I see there is an action phase Playing or using an action is described. Uh, attacking is described here. And uh, reacting. Think fast. Uh, damage. So well, we can read about winning the game, ending the attack, and then ending your turn or filling your arsenal. Um, so immediately I'm kind of getting impressions that this is very much like some other physical cards. And I think, uh, you know, I think we've had some similar conversations to this, but you know, with, uh, with digital card games like Hearthstone, it's, it's a lot easier for the developers there to kind of put in uh, randomized effects and and different things like that. Whereas these, you know, physical cards can't really do that. So Mm -hmm. um You know, they they really have to lay out the steps and stuff that you have to take during your turns. Okay, so in the action phase, getting into the action, most of the excitement of flesh and blood occurs during the action phase. It's where you'll prepare your weapons and or other attacks to strike through your opponent's defenses. Um, So at the beginning of of the action phase, you gain one action point. And anytime you play an action card or use an ability with the word action in it, you must pay an action point. This represents the time and effort it takes to perform the action and acts as a limit to how much you can do in a turn. If you don't have any action points left, you can't play or use any actions. So use your action points wisely. Interesting. Okay. Have you ever played a game that uses something like that?
1: I mean, I guess it's considered as like a resource.
0: Yeah interesting okay so
1: like to essentially to act as a like it says to act as a limit on how much you can do in a turn which is like mana for MTG or hearthstone like there's only so much mana you can spend so i guess there's only so much in terms of action points that you can spend right
0: yeah and it also does note you don't usually need markers to track your action points so i'm guessing it probably doesn't accumulate uh like a ton every turn right Um, but then it says here, many actions in the game have the text go again. When an action with go again resolves, you gain an action points. And these usually appear on cards that help you set up for a big attack or on texts that are so quick that you're able to get in another one straight away. Um, And it does note that action points go away at the end of the turn. If they're not used. Okay. Okay. Uh, So playing or using an action It says, first select the action you'd like to use. Usually, this will be your weapon, your hero ability, or an action card in your hand. Uh, The resource cost is the number inside the red circle in the top right hand. Okay. So some of these cards uh, have a little action. It's really hard to see the number there. Um, Like this one, Warrior's Valor has a uh, circle at the top that has a one in it. It also does have that go again uh, tag on the card. So, uh, okay. So that's how many uh, action points you have. Now you must, let's see. And it says, uh, you must spend resource points equal to the resource cost. If you can't pay the resource cost, you can't use the action, which, yeah, very reasonable. Seems straightforward. Um, Managing your resource points wisely is a crucial part of winning in Flesh and Blood. Resource points are usually produced by pitching cards from your hand to your pitch zone. To pitch a card, simply place it face up into your pitch zone. It produces resource points equal to its pitch value. So the number of the red resource symbols in the top left, which can be one, two, or three. So if resource points only last until you spend them or the turn ends. Then all unused resource points are lost. You pitch cards.
1: So I'm con- this confuses me. Is there two separate resources that you have to use to do a thing?
0: It sounds like the resource points in the top left, the one, the, in the circles, there's like circles that are filled in.
1: Yeah, I see those.
0: So you, you pitch your card and you get that many.
1: Resource points. points. So like there's an action that you'd like to use. So like, for example, the one that says driving blade has an action resource cost of two. To have to pitch a card that gives you or pitch cards that give you at least two resource points, right?
0: That's what it sounds like. Yeah. So it sounds like you have to pitch cards. And it says you cannot pitch a card for no reason. You must have something to pay for it in order to pitch a card. So you uh pitch a card and then you get basically that much resource and that's what you spend uh as your your action points. Okay. Uh, okay so that's really interesting like having to kind of uh, pitch cards and on the little play mat again uh, under the pitch it says pitch cards from your hand to gain resources equal to the pitch value at end of turn put cards in the pitch zone on the bottom of your deck so this is a really kind of interesting resource right <laughs> like, yeah it is never, like so you're having to kind of Get rid of stuff from your hand to generate the resource to play other cards from your hand but then at the end of the turn they go to the bottom of your deck so it's it's not like you're not discarding them
1: it says um, this is a quick start guide. this is not quick
0: <laughs> yeah yeah this is the quick start apparently um it does seem a little bit more involved for sure
1: so we would both start with essentially we would both start with 20 life and four cards because both of our heroes have 20 life and four for intelligence, right? Yes. I'm pretty sure you yep, have 20 and 4. So Reinar and um, Dorinthia both have 20 and 4. And then you set aside your equipments, it looks like. Um, put aside any equipment cards you have. Shuffle everything else. Okay. And then we keep track of our hero life. And then we draw cards. Equals our here is intellect. so that's four. And so you can attack. So you pay all these resources to do the things to get to an attack, which is also an action. Yes. And you can defend. So the defense is the gray shield, The number next to the gray shield in the bottom right.
0: Okay. So like once here... you declare your
1: attack and let them know how much power is coming at them, they can choose to defend with cards from their hand. Okay, you defend for you block from your hand. So they can place any number of cards from their hand into the combat zone as long as they have a defense value or are not defense reactions. And it does not cost resource, resource points to defend. Yes. So it's the attack power minus the total defense power. And it says while defending is important, it also reduces how many cards you have available to attack your opponent with on the next turn. Finding the right balance between defending and making sure you have enough cards to attack back with is a key part to winning, which sounds like magic or Hearthstone. That makes sense. Sure. Um, trading. Uh, once the defending player has chosen their cards to defend with, if any, it's time for reactions, which are special cards, which are only played during attacks. You play attack reactions when you're the attacker and defense reactions when you're the defender. Uh, playing reactions is very similar to playing actions. You must pay the resource cost and pitch cards if necessary. And you place the reaction card into the combat zone, immediately resolving their effects. Uh, the attacker gets the first opportunity to use as many attack reactions as they wish, and then once they're done, the defending player can use any number of defense reactions, um, adding their defense value and resolving any abilities on them. If the defender player, if the defender plays any reactions the attacker can respond with more attack reactions and so on until both players decide to give up on life. Um At that point, the attack resolves. It's time to go play Monopoly. Gotcha. Okay.
0: <laughs> that sounds uh, very much like uh, like a stack in Magic. Like, yeah. you kind of like, okay, you play something and then you play a counter and then you get to, you know, play something else and your opponent plays something and, and then until nobody can play anything and then it kind of just all unfolds
1: okay so it looks like after all of the stacking you just add up all the attack value minus all the defense value and that's how much damage the defending hero takes Um, as long as at least one damage was dealt this attack has hit at this point any abilities that require the attack to hit resolve get your opponent zero life to zero life to win the game So if it hits for zero, so like if you even out your blocking, then any effect that means the attack had to hit does not hit, so zero attacks are not attacks, cool. And then ending the attack says, after damage is calculated and hit effects resolve, the player whose turn it is can continue attacking by playing another attack action (laughs) as long as they have at least one action point available. No wonder this is called flesh and blood, you just like ruthless like attack a bunch of attack stuff and then oh you defended you thought you were done nope we're attacking again yeah Um. this would usually okay so you would get another attack action because you would have like go again on a card so you leave all the previous attacking and defending cards in the combat zone each attack and all the cards that defended it are treated like a batch which is called a chain link The first attack in the combat zone is chain link 1, the second attack and defending cards are chain link 2, and so on. So that batch is chain link 1, the next batch is chain link 2. Some cards, in effects might care about how many chain links there are or look back at which attacks came before them, like ninja combo cards. Um, If the player whose turn it is doesn't have any action points remaining or has no further attacks to play, move all cards from the combat zone to their owner's graveyards. With the exception of weapons and equipment which return to their respective zones to use again in a future turn and then when you're in your turn and you're out of action points and you have nothing else to do and you are no longer playing monopoly you move <laughs> to the end phase and you put any cards in your pitch zone on the bottom of your deck in any order so when you do the oh. pitching you're not pitching them permanently you're putting them back on the bottom of the deck at the end of the turn so that's cool um you may then choose a card from your hand and place it into your arsenal face down While the card is in your arsenal, you can play it, effectively letting you have an extra card. It's not a part of your hand, therefore you cannot pitch it or defend with it. Your arsenal can only ever have one card in it, and you cannot swap your arsenal card with a card from your hand. The only way to get a card out of your arsenal is to play it, so choose what you put in there wisely. Then you draw cards until you have a hand size equal to your hero's intellect, Um, importantly, Only the player whose turn it is draws cards up to in like at the end of the turn. Now it's your opponent's turn. What?
0: Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) At the end of the first turn of the game, both players. Okay. At the end of the first turn of the game, both players draw up to their hero's intellect. So it sounds like whoever's turn it is, you do all your attacking stuff and then they do all their defending stuff. And then at the end of all that, you draw a bunch of cards and they don't. Yes, And so, like, you have to be careful on how you defend, because then you have to play the next turn with less cards. Okay, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that is so interesting. I think also the, okay, this to me, this is so fascinating. See, I, and this is why I love card games and, like, talking about this, and I, I just, like, love doing this. because so now I can make these comparisons, right, Whereas like, okay, I'm recognizing some aspects that you might see in Magic, right? right. Like, Essentially, their chain is kind of like a stack in Magic. Correct. But the alternating attack and defending thing reminds me of Legends of Runeterra uh, and mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. attack token that is in Legends of Runeterra. So, um, I-, I think this is making sense now, kind of after looking through it and then kind of comparing it to those other games. Like, okay, now I kind of see uh, where this is. But of course, there's you know, it's got its own differences. Um, the hero and having you know the weapons and the different stuff there and now the the head chest arms leg thing makes way more sense Mm -hmm. so those are like armor pieces and stuff that you're gonna have for your hero and uh yeah okay so it
1: looks like for the quick start we don't play with the armor pieces
0: right yeah i think those would just be just be put aside um it does say equipment card are cards that begin the game in play like weapons do. Now for this quick start game that's like trying to teach you, you wouldn't. Uh, but before the game starts, each player can choose up to one head, chest, arms, and leg equipment card to begin in okay. play. And then uh, they those equipment pieces provide various options for players in the form of instant action and reaction abilities. So, like for example, I'm looking at this. There's an iron Rot helm. It looks like it has one of the one shield, and it says blade break. When the combat chain closes, if this defended, destroy it. So that's some sort of, uh, you know, different type of, uh, of ability. This Blossom of Spring is a chest piece that doesn't have any armor on it, um, but action, destroy Blossoms of Spring and gain, uh, I think, just one of the resource, the red. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, so these pieces have different effects. Mm-hmm. This is really interesting. How do you feel about the uh, the pitch mechanic for the resource?
1: I Okay. It frightens me to start off with four <laughs> cards and then think that I'm going to be pitching cards to do stuff. So, like, I only have four cards. I'm, I'm used to card games where, like, hand size means a lot. So, like, yeah. four cards. Mm, I'm feeling some kind of way. But the art on them looks sick.
0: Oh, yeah. This art looks great.
1: Dorinthia herself (laughs) looks awesome. Like, fantastic art on that card.
0: I'm uh, very interested as well, like you said, yeah, to see kind of the the smaller hand size, but, um, yeah, having to, like, pitch a card, I'm kind of looking through this deck. I do see a lot of things that only have the one, like, one pitch. You know, one pitch when you uh, get rid of it, but There are some that have two and even uh, some that have three. So Mm -hmm. I think, you know, first turn, you might have something that has three. You pitch it, you get three resource, and then you might be able to play, you know, two of your cards from your hand. Yeah, that's three of your four cards used. But Mm -hmm. it's I think there's enough in here that you're going to be able to, just looking at it, um, you'll be able to pitch probably only one card. Or or two to be able to play your other stuff. So I there like there's a good chunk in here that's two and three. Hmm. And a lot of these things seem to only so, cost one. There, oh, there's some that cost zero. Zero, to play. yeah.
1: So it looks like the Dorinthia deck is based on building your weapon attack up and then attacking multiple times. So um to make a comparison, it kind of seems like Doomhammer Shaman from Hearthstone. Where you, like, want to make a big old weapon and then swing a bunch of times. Because, like, a lot of the effects that I'm reading are, like, <clears throat> your next attack gets go again and then also mm-hmm. go again. So, you keep gaining action points and adding weapon attack. So, like, um, sharpened steel is zero to cast. It says your next weapon attack gains plus three and then go again. So, like, another action. And so, that's cool.
0: Yeah so reading it being like okay wait we have to get we only have four cards you have to get rid of something to play things that seems really weird but, but yeah looking the at hero
1: it and the weapon in play right
0: yes yeah but it it does look like it is designed i mean again we're kind of analyzing this as people who've played <laughs> a large amount of card games mm-hmm. and we've never touched this one um but it, it does look like it you'll you'll pretty be like pretty easily be able to actually play play cards. It yeah. doesn't seem like you're probably gonna have a lot of times where you're like stuck. you are like, wow, I can't pitch anything <laughs> with enough yeah. value to to play any cards. It it does look, at least this deck um does look like it's it's created where you'll be able to do things.
1: Yeah, it looks cool. Um like wanting to play it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, Just looking at um, I'm going to pull up the tournament webpage again. So it's looking at it for the tournament. It actually says, I mean, obviously they hold a lot of tournaments or they have held um, now this game actually did launch in uh, October of 2019. So it's been mm-hmm. around for three years. Um, So okay. again, we just talked about how this is, the first uh, World Championship, but the game's been around for three years, so that's a thing. Um, but it says on the web page uh, for the championship: fifty thousand armory events, two thousand skirmishes, six hundred pro quests, five hundred Road to Nationals, sixty-four national championships, eighteen callings. And two pro tours. Oh wow! And it so, like, a good time I call them like yeah. So I don't know exactly like what each of those means. Obviously, we've never played <laughs> this before, right? So like, we can't be like, oh yeah, like armory events. Like I don't know what that means. No um, <laughs> None. But yeah, like you said, I mean that's a lot of events that they've had over the last three years. So interesting. I, I'm really I want to actually like try this out and, and play it um and see what uh, tournaments they have hopefully actually be able to like travel to some i do not live super close to a lot of big cities and stuff so you know for me like the closest big cities that usually hold events and things are like four or five hour drive <laughs> one mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. so you know going to events is a little bit more difficult for me um with that aspect so I don't know. I, I don't know how many events with that many events. I would think some of them would be probably at smaller places, though.
1: Mm-hmm. I've been seen. I don't think I've seen a flesh and blood event near me. And if I have, maybe I've just like blind eyed it where I haven't paid <laughs> attention because I don't know. The, like I don't play the game. Right. Um, yeah. But it looks very interesting, and I wonder how. Like I wonder what the meta looks like in this game when. Because like, they there just a champion where it has, like, eight intelligence and 50 life where you just start with, like, eight cards and a whole bunch of life and, like, everybody else sucks? Or oh, I, like.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I Like, my instinct is that if there is a card like that or, like, a hero and deck that's built around that, the cards that go with that are probably more costly.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah, probably, probably get more yeah, cards,
0: yeah. but they probably cost a lot more to play. yeah. It, that that would be my instinct um without knowing anything but i don't know i just <laughs> this without being able to actually like sit down and play it this is a little bit difficult but um i don't know i just i i figured neither of us have played this i will they buy the world championship and like let's look at them.
1: i will buy this starter deck we'll play on discord
0: yes yes absolutely
1: i'll I sleeve it up
0: yes i should have gotten sleeves I need to get some.
1: I just have uh, sleeves again, everywhere.
0: I'm sure. I I just don't play a lot of physical card games, so like I don't have a need for them, but if I'm going to uh, have some, then absolutely I will need to get some. Um but yeah, I just I like this concept though of like having the hero and the different stuff and how the the health and how many cards you draw is based on the hero. That that's a really intriguing concept to me.
1: Yeah, because it starts your entire deck off completely different than any other person who's playing a different deck. Yeah. So that's that's conceptually that's really awesome because like you get so much information out of in terms of what's going to be in your opponent's deck before you start playing. So like you know what hero they're playing. You know how many cards they're going to start with. You know what kind of cards will be in their deck based on what their hero is, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I'm really now they do have obviously these are kind of just the starter decks they have several sets out and then you know we talked about in the news uh segment that uh there's another one coming out dynasty is launching Mm -hmm. next week on the 11th um so of course there's there's cards to build and i think i saw oh it's it's like it's a kind of odd number of cards i think it was 247 or something (laughs)
1: in the wacky like that
0: yeah that's
1: an odd it's a very it, wacky. it number. is
0: yes here we go yes uh 247 card set so These cards look cool though i i'm just i'm wondering if they if the last several because when i was when i was out getting this i think i saw like three or four maybe sets so is it that many
1: have that I many think, sets i think so card galleries they have the history pack one everfest tales of aria monarch crucible of war arcane rising and then the welcome starter decks so one two besides the starter decks one two three four five six six sets and then that'll be a seventh one oh no an eighth one because they also have uprising
0: so I don't I don't know if those all have the same amount of cards. If they do all have like two hundred and forty seven cards, that's a lot of that's cards.
1: That's a lot. Of, that's already a lot of cards.
0: Yes, I, I'd imagine some of those might be like smaller or something. I don't know. Maybe they're all the same, but uh, really interested. They do have. There is an article here. Um, I'll actually put uh, this. No, there's
1: page. a ton of cards. There's a like a lot. Okay.
0: Well, um, there is. Also, an article here uh, on the different ways to play, as well, Um, because of course, like every card game, they have different like formats. Uh, So they have blitz; it's a fun and fast way to play. And I think that these decks, these might be blitz decks. I don't know. I was like seeing that on the back. Um, they have classic constructed, so you. Choose a hero, then construct an eighty-card deck uh, with those those cards. Um, it's also kind of interesting because they have the young heroes and adult heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, so there might be a different, uh, different format. <laughs> there. Okay,
1: I'm confused. Okay, I'm looking at cards. Right there yes. is they have cards that do the exact same thing so for example i'm looking at this card called sigil of permafrost each cop there's three separate copies of it and okay so the cost or, or the resource they give you the number in the top left corner your pitch resources that you get
0: mm-hmm.
1: so like there's a copy of sigil of permafrost where if you pitch it you get one resource point and it has four defense when you block there's a copy of sigil of permafrost that gives you two resource points if you pitch it, but has three defense. And then there's a copy that gives you three resource points, but only has two defense if you block with it. They all have the exact same effect, but they have different defense and pitched resource values. So that's interesting. It's super interesting.
0: Oh, that, yeah. Okay. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me kind of actually what we were talking about, kind of at the top of the show with the rune system. Mm-hmm. We're like, you can slightly change a card. Now, this is a way to have essentially three versions of the same card, but yeah. they're still slightly different because of, you know, changing those aspects. That's really interesting.
1: And they, they released them as like Sigil of Permafrost 1, 2, and 3, which 1, 2, and 3 being the amount of resource points they give you for being pitched. Um, oh, Wow. But they all exact same art, exact same effects, exact same costs. So, so that's super cool.
0: So maybe that also contributes to why there's so many cards mm-hmm, in a set. Because then.
1: you get like every card, not every card, but there's a lot of cards that just have multiple, multiple one, two, or three um, varietals.
0: Interesting.
1: They also have cards that are double sided, like the young hero, and then. the 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 heroes are young heroes and then like the non i guess the older versions the double-sided cards i wonder if they count those as two i don't know because like if you for elemental wizard which is a a subset like a class almost one two three four five six seven eight nine they only actually have ten cards but because of the 1, 2, and 3 on certain cards, there's 3, six, seven, nine, 11, 15, 19, 23, 23 cards. So more than double the amount of action. So there's 10 individual cards, 10 cards with different effects. But because of the splits, there's 23 cards. So it more than doubles the amount of cards. So you might essentially have like 120 cards per expansion. But because of the 1, 2, and 3s, mm-hmm. it makes it, like, more than that.
0: Interesting. Okay. And, of course, they have, like, these different formats. They right? have Blitz. It's like a fast mode. They have your classic uh, construct your own deck. They've got the sealed deck uh, formats, booster draft, and the ultimate pit fight, which is a multiplayer um. Kind of sounds like a starter thing, but it's like, uh, it says it's an action-packed casual multiplayer format, bringing a host of new and exciting interactions and experiences um, made possible by the dynamic of group play. UPF, uh, Ultimate Pit Fights, uses young heroes, with players bringing to the table a 60-card deck and an inventory of up to 20 weapons and equipment to choose from before the game begins. (laughs) So... (laughs) Interesting. Now they have, uh, you can gain XP at official events. So I'm sure we will have to look into that and see. Um, you can also get a gem player ID that, um, definitely reminds me of the old school DCI number. And, uh, I'm Mm -hmm. enticed by (laughs) that idea. (laughs) Oh, that's great. I want to check it out.
1: I'm going to look and see if there's events near me. Let's see there are there are events near me seven days away seven what seven days away there's um oh armory okay. events I,
0: I was thinking that the way you said that and talking about how far away things were and then seven days i was like like it'll take you seven days to get there traveling i was very confused
1: oh no seven days by horse and- <laughs> What is this game of thrones is crazy it's crazy, yeah, it's crazy.
0: <laughs> oh no Oh. okay well thank you for uh for bearing with me there as hachi threw this uh surprise uh, topic
1: <laughs> no this is awesome it, it completely introduced me to a game that i had no idea about and it looks interesting enough to like want to pick up and try i can see what it's about I, i'm definitely interested in what the game looks like so uh, yeah, I'm glad I had the chance to, like, immerse myself into it for a minute. And it looks like the artwork looks so cool. I cannot get over how good the artwork looks. If you just look through the gallery of the cards, I can already see, like, you know how when you, like, play World of Warcraft or something like that where you pick a class? Because, like, especially as a kid, you're like, this class looks really, really freaking cool. Yeah. For me, I'm already seeing, like, Draconic and Elemental Wizards look so cool. Insanely cool, like they look absurd. The artwork is just amazing. And then there's like draconic ninjas and what person didn't want to be a freaking ninja. That's a, it's just it's a lot of the cool stuff going on here.
0: Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely very interested. And in, uh, you know, like I said, it just it felt like a really interesting time to check the game out with them having their first world championship. So yeah, for sure. It's like, okay. I I didn't realize I know it's been around for a while, but I didn't realize it was three years old at this point. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then with their they're now, you know, obviously they've kind of built up some sort of uh player base and they're having this championship. And I was like, all right, I, I think it's time to finally like check out what's yeah,
1: what check this it out. Is. You know, um, super fun. Yeah.
0: I will say too with a play. Yeah. I was gonna say too, the uh the Blitz mode that's made to be fast. It says a typical game of Blitz is fast paced lasting 10 to 15 minutes. So, I mean, that's I think bad. especially for a card, like a physical card game, that's that's pretty quick.
1: So, yeah, yeah. That's very fast.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to check this out now. That, that's cool.
1: Again, I, I cannot I, stop looking through the gallery. <laughs> just look through the gallery for for specifically Uprising, this set, Uprising. Look through this gallery, look through some of these. In there's this card called uh asvalai it's a draconic illusionist, and it's just like this large blue dragon who's like has wings made of ice and is like breathing oh lightning instead of fire. It's insane.
0: Uh well, yeah. If if you if you are listening to this and you have played Flesh of Blood or you do play, like let us know. Let us know what we should be checking out, like, what what should we be trying? <laughs> what should we be doing with this? Tell well, me so if this I would love to hear. As,
1: it. Tell me if Asvali is a viable deck and how much it costs, because I will get it.
0: Yes. Well, anything else that you want to do before uh, we wrap up?
1: Um, I just want to give a quick shout out and, uh, to everyone who listens and has watched on our live, uh, comments in the YouTube channel, um, to Coco, especially, no, you weren't able to make it tonight. Uh, we definitely missed you and we were glad to be able to have you in chat still. So thank you for coming and hanging out with us for a little while. Um, it's good to know that you knew something about Yu-Gi-Oh as well okay. and as well as Hearthstone. So super cool and hope to have you on again at some point, um, in, also, hopefully, there will be some very, very prestigious guests joining us pretty soon. Um, I'm excited about some of the upcoming conversations that we are planning on having. So, yeah, those are the two things that I wanted to say. And just shout out to everyone who's uh, who stuck around. Hey, hey, y'all, what y'all doing?
0: <laughs> yes, yes, we're very excited. I mean, I think from the start, uh, you know, one of my like goals was like, let's get some you know some really awesome, like high-level player, like really well-known people on the show. You know, it, every, when we can, of course. You know, obviously, what like a variety of players. But yeah, we have some pretty awesome guests that we've already started lining up for the next few weeks. So uh thank you, Atachi, for sending out some of those messages, and I cannot wait. I'm so excited.
1: I'm <sighs> extremely hype.
0: Oh, me too. Yes. Well. I think for this league, that is going to wrap that up. So, again, if you've played Flesh and Blood, if you've tried it, if you are a current player, anything like that, like let us know. What should we be trying or checking out? Because
1: Yeah, at, like if you play Flesh and Blood and you just so happen to listen to this, at me on Twitter so I can know and I can follow you and you can lead me to the news <laughs> about Flesh and Blood, I'd appreciate yeah. it.
0: That's all right. Maybe we'll actually get to like... Be going to some of these uh, events or something, like meeting I more people and trying this. Yeah. <laughs> I and will uh,
1: pull up.
0: I will say, too, I was, again, I, I kind of tuned in and I was seeing uh, freaking Tan and Grace, they have uh, as one of the casters. And like, I don't know if anybody knows Tan and Grace. He's done a lot with a variety of card games, but uh, he actually did used to be on a Hearthstone podcast years and years and years ago. Uh, and that's where I first found him. And now it's like I've seen him over like since leaving Hearthstone and leaving the Hearthstone podcast. He's like done a lot of magic stuff and a lot of other uh, stuff. So I was like, I know him. I know that guy. Like It's it's really cool to like see all of the kind of connections that people have in the card game sphere. So uh, I was really excited about that. So like more connections. Let's let's meet. Let's chat. Let's, you know, who who knows where we're all going to be with card games in in five years down the road. So yeah. Yeah. So message us, email us at TCCG roundtable at protonmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash roundtable. And in our top pin tweets, you can find the link to our discord. <laughs> Dude, did I mess it up? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. I was like, Just oh, giving a Visual
1: are... <laughs> representation. T
0: C so did i mess it up again uh, just nobody knows that right oh uh, it's fine uh, but join us in our discord uh we post you know been trying to like post this kind of stuff in the discord with all these news and links and stuff so mm. you can uh, join us in there check out the video version uh, my camera's been all over the place this episode because I was showing stuff and now I feel like I'm just a floating head at this point, <laughs> but it's fine. Um, so if you are listening to this in podcasts and you want to check out the hilarity of my camera today, uh, check out the video version over on my YouTube at uh, YouTube, Dragon Rider TCCG, everywhere you can find audio podcasts. And then this week, I think I'll plug since you mentioned it. Yeah, shout, you know. Head on over to Twitter and reach out to each of us. Atachi underscore HS. And you can find me at uh, Twitter.com slash, or uh, at on Twitter, at Donnie DK. I can't talk anymore. D A W N I E D K. Oh, goodness. It's Friday. I need a weekend.
1: The weekend <laughs> is here. The weekend is here.
0: That's right. Time for cards. Let's go. Time for cards. <laughs> weekend. Yeah. Well, thank you so much to everyone for joining us this week, and we will see you at the roundtable.
1: Peace out, everybody.